Welcome to Real Estate 360. And now, your hosts and experts, Steve Connolly and Jason Miles. Hello and welcome to Real Estate 360, and this is the Real Estate 360 show. And uh, I am Steve Conley, hashtag unemployable, and I am Jason O. Miles, hashtag the real estate trainer. How you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How That's about good. you? I, I'm loving life. You know what? I got to tell you, we have, uh, I was hanging out with the attorneys uh, yeah. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. And uh, while we were eating... Someone walks up and says, hey, I listened to your show uh, on the po- a podcast, the podcast, and they've watched it, which is how they recognize me, of course. And uh, they, they, they really enjoyed it. They really enjoyed it. And that person was a, um, a real estate professional in the financial world. So, nice. yeah, 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 that was, uh, that was pretty cool. People are listening. Speaking of that, uh, this gentleman obviously listened, however he heard it uh, or heard about it. And he went and started to watch it on YouTube. He started to listen to it on iTunes, which we always encourage you encourage you guys to do. You know, go you know, out there and get it. Check it out. You can actually see it on our website, too. That's you know? right. The Real Estate 360 360 show show com. From the show tandem. to the pro. What the heck? <laughs> Let's get it all in there. That's right. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Listen. Go there. Check it out. Like, share, comment. You know, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, YouTube, website. Let us know what you think. Let us know what you want to hear more about because uh, we're glad to share. Did he give you a check? I did not get a check, but uh, my ego was slightly stroked. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> so we're talking about multifamily today. Is That's that what right. we're doing? Today is multifamily. We promised them last week we'd talk about multifamily, and here we are. Yeah, yeah. You know, hey, listen, you know, um, I've been in real estate for a few years, and uh, a couple of years ago, you know, Miles and I were, were together, and he said, you know, we should be doing some multifamily, and I'm thinking, I'm shaking my head, I don't I don't think so. That's right. I remember why? that. <laughs> so I'm thinking, why would we do that, you know? And he said, well, you know, it's cash flow, and there's a lot of uh, potential there. There's write-offs and other stuff, and, you know, I just didn't see it. I'm just yeah. telling you, I was yeah. blind. It's like that sometimes, you know? You know, uh, for all of us, in some way, the curtain has to be pulled back so we can really understand what's what's over there. Yeah. And then we can take steps to get it. And with the multifamily, you know, a lot of people just think they think dollars and cents. That's so much money. How can I can't afford to buy a million dollar property or a two million dollar property or a half a million dollar property? You know, and they feel as though they have to work up to that place. Right. Yeah. And it's really just about understanding because the reality of it is all you're doing is adding a zero. Okay. If you can do a $10,000 deal, you can do a $100,000 deal. If you can do a $100,000 deal, you can do a million dollar deal. Exactly. And you know, it's not even, it, it actually can be easier to do the commercial and the multifamily than the single family because yeah. it's just numbers. It is. Know? And, you know, when you're seeking money, for instance, you know, you might need ten or twenty thousand dollars to do a deal, and you can attest to this. Yeah. If we need ten or twenty, if we have to raise ten or twenty thousand dollars on a deal, you know, we are gonna go through so much to try to get that ten or twenty thousand dollars. You know, people are being greedy, you know, they wanna double their money, you know, it's just it's crazy. Oh uh, yeah. But you just add a zero to that, and we need to raise a couple hundred thousand dollars. It seems like people come out of the woodwork to do those deals. Yeah. And they're realistic. You know, they might charge you 5%. 
you know, on the back end of the deal, or maybe take a little equity on the deal or whatever the case, but it's financially feasible for people to do that. And there are a lot more people, believe it or not, readily available to offer that kind of assistance on the larger scale. I like that. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, in your whole, in a whole different stratosphere there. Absolutely. And you don't have to buy these things either to make money on them. No, no. I mean, I mean, we've flipped a few of them. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, there's, you know, five units, 18 units, there's uh, 20 something units. And, uh, um, a couple years ago, uh, when we first started to look at this stuff and those are just wholesale opportunities and, and it really gets you into the arena so you can understand, okay, who are the players here? Yeah. You know, where does the money come from? What does it look like? You know, not, you know, what does a deal look like? You know, how, how is it structured? And when you're, when you find a deal like that 18 unit deal, yeah. you know, that was a situation that obviously we wholesaled and it went really, really quickly, but that was a deal that someone had an owner operator who was completely sick and tired of this thing. May I tell you that story? I'd love to hear that story. It was actually a foreclosure. Mm. It was a, it, an owner operator had it. That person disappeared, mm-hmm. quote unquote. The uh, the lender foreclosed on it. I got a call. You know, mm-hmm. hey, do you want this and and, I, and it's a multifamily, 18 units. And I said, let me look at it. And how much? And, you know, I heard the price. And I said, that price for 18 units? I, hey, that immediately caught my attention. Yeah. Bam, just like that. It's like, you know, it's like, you, you know, remember Robert Allen? I do indeed. You know, he said, he gave a great example one time. I'm going to shoot off on this tangent because <laughs> this is really, really good. He said, He said, here's a whole bunch of, Stones. There were a hundred stones there, and there were cubic zirconia and one diamond. Mm. One diamond. And that's what we're looking for is the one diamond when we're looking for real estate, right? That's right. He said, okay, tell me which one is the diamond, right? Well, how do you know? You know, yeah. you can't tell. Yeah. He said, what you do is you turn them over, and the one that has the point that's the, that shines like you can't, you, you know, there's no brilliant. question about it. That's the diamond. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw this at the price I saw it at, I said, oh, my God, there's the diamond. Yeah. And, and that's what we're doing with real estate. We're just sorting and sifting until all of a sudden it's like, there it is. You that's know? right. It's treasure hunt every day. That's why I love this job. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it really is a treasure hunt every day. It's a good, uh, a good analogy. So anyway, back to the story here. And I pulled up. A picture on the internet, and I said, "Wow, this looks pretty good." You know, and that's not a great area of town. I mean, let's get right, real. right. But, but so the, it's still an opportunity, though. Yeah, hey, it, people live there, mm-hmm. you know, and just because you don't live there doesn't mean other people aren't going to live there. Right. We talk about the ethnocentricity, you know. I love that show. word. Anyway, so, <laughs> um, so I, I said, "All right, what am I doing? I'm not doing anything. Where are my keys?" To the car, because I got to go right now and look at this property. Yeah. And I went, drove down there and said, wow, it looks like the pictures, you know, because sometimes, you know, you get there, they don't look like the pictures on the internet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got out and looked around and jumped back in the car, went home, wrote the contract that day, you know, right yeah. then and there, done. So I called these guys that I had met that bought the, the, the house next to the church mm-hmm. you know, that we mm-hmm. have. Yep. 
I said, hey, um, I got this property, and here's the price. You want it? He said, sounds pretty good. I don't know. Um, let's do some due diligence on it. And, that's, and I said, okay. Now, my idea of due diligence was they're going to go over there and, and look at it like I did and, write, and sign the contract. Right, right. You know, 24 hours. And their idea of due diligence was a week. And so I said, no, that's not going to work, you know. Um, so two days later, after twice the amount of time I thought they should have, should have had on due diligence, <laughs> I went ahead and sent it out to the list, and that made them all upset. And uh, I said, well, you know, I gave you two days, you know, to right, due diligence. Right. How much time do you need? He said, well, I was thinking a week. I'm thinking, yeah, okay, let's manage these expectations. Right. And uh, anyway, I said, I said, well, I already got a contract that's like, a lot more than yours. I did. I told him, but I don't yeah. really want to say it was a lot more. It was actually, yeah. It was. It was over six figures more. Yeah, it was. Yeah, definitely. Than there. Than the agreed upon price. Yeah. And anyway, so uh, uh, he said, "Look," he said, I, "I don't really chase these things. You know, do whatever you want to do." I said, "Well, I haven't even heard that you guys even want the thing yet. Would you tell me if you want it or not? You know," he said. Yeah, yeah, we want it. I said, okay. So I, said, I actually uh, did the contract with them because they were just straight cash and it was yeah. an easy deal. Yep. So that's what woke me up to multifamily. Yeah. And and those, are, I mean, look at it. We've got a we've got a guy who on a on a flip, flipping it made one hundred and forty thousand dollars. Really? <laughs> on a flip, one hundred forty grand. So. That's not a bad part-time that, job. That's not a bad part-time job. I mean, how long did it take to do that? You know, I mean, you find the months. deal, you underwrite the deal, and the underwriting process, really, it isn't as difficult as a lot of people think. Like, how do you underwrite it? you do, you got to learn it, right? you got to get some information. You have to have some data. But the vast majority of that information is available to you, right? So from the seller of the property, uh, from the county, you know, tax records, things like that, utility information, you know, that's public information, right? Just make a phone call, get average numbers, and you just kind of go from there. And then you just put an underwriting package together, which we've created, of yeah. course. Yeah, you've done an awesome job of that. That's a pretty solid one. It's you really know, is. Uh, you can get that data, plug it in there, and know literally within minutes yeah. if it's something that you want to really spend any more time on. I really appreciate you because, you know, you're really, when it comes to Presenting things, you're a way better communicator than I am. Oh, and you're oh. a lot more patient than I am. It's like, <laughs> I kind of run out of patience. I was like, "Can't you see it? <laughs> well, I still have young turn children. the thing, turn the things over so you can see the points." You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Duh. But that's what we're doing with all of this stuff that we look at. I yeah. mean, we're literally looking at dozens of deals a week. Yeah, right. Dozens of these deals to turn them over. We, w- we want to see what's underneath the hood, if you will. Yeah. You know, we're looking for that diamond. We're looking for that opportunity because there's different opportunities that are, diff- that are good for different investors. But you have to turn it over to see what kind of a deal it is yeah. and if it fits into your investment op- options. Exactly. You know, so uh, that, that's kind of what we're going to talk about today because there's, you know, there's cash flowing deals. I mean, obviously, you always want to have cash flow. Yeah. But there's also value, value add deals, significant value add deals, and where you actually look for those things. And, you know, those are the things that we're going to talk a little bit about in our next segment. Value add right here on the sheet of paper. <laughs> You've done it. Yeah, yeah. 
So that's, yeah, that's, it's going to be fun. Yeah, Watson, my God, you've cracked the code. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests, top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar, and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. And we are back. We are back. Thank you for sticking with us. Steve. Yes. What can we share with our listening audience today? Well, you know, we have a lot uh, of information, but, you know, really with multifamily, I think we should kind of stick with the basics. Uh, and really what led us into this was you know, I've been listening to the Dale Wamsley show that comes on right after us, mm-hmm. at least for another, you know, month or so or right. whatever, right. you know. <laughs> and uh, the guy's right on, and uh, he's talking multifamily and mm-hmm. getting into that and retiring in five years, mm-hmm. which is, you know, quite appealing. But – Basics is there's a couple ways to, to quickly evaluate these things. You know, it's price per door, for example, mm-hmm. or cap rate, mm-hmm. or sometimes it's just looking at it and saying, wow, this thing's vacant. So there's no mm-hmm. cap rate there mm-hmm. or anything. So that's all value add. That's right. Uh, and <clears throat> understanding where to find these deals also. Yeah. Uh, just to give everybody a quick understanding of what I do. I mean, we're, we're afforded the opportunity now to kind of look the way we want to look and not just in our backyard. Right. What do you mean by that? We're looking all over the Southeast. Oh, I see. I you thought know? you meant, you know, how we dress. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know, so we get to do that now. And so we're looking at all kinds of deals, but it's, it's, it's more than just opening up, you know, loop net or, creating relationships with brokers, it's more than that. You have to really understand what it is you're looking for. Now, for us, you know, we're looking for a certain percentage of growth in, a, in any given area over the course of 20 years, 19, 20 years. Yes. We're looking for um, what's spurring that, that growth. You know, is it industry, what industry is it? Is it something that's, is it manufacturing? We know we're having a tough time in manufacturing right now. You know, what are the price points? What do you want to do? What do you want to offer? For us, you know, we're looking at affordable housing, which is a huge issue in our in our country today, really all over the world, in any major city. Affordable housing is a big, big deal. Right. You know, we're watching um, Class A buildings just spring up everywhere. I mean, it's just way overbuilt. That's a, that's a whole other conversation. But they're calling, you know, that, those Class A and B-plus buildings workforce housing. And it is. You know, those are hardworking people, right? But on the other end of the spectrum. But they're expensive. They're super expensive. Yeah. On the other end of the spectrum, when, when you have people that are barely making it, you know, they're working. But, you know, they might be working at fast food restaurants. They might be working at car washes. 
you know, they're barely making it in terms of being able to afford, you know, housing. And for a lot of people, $1,000, $1,200 a month is just not doable. You know, so they need to be in the five, six, seven hundred, eight hundred dollar range, right. and that's what we are able to provide. So we look for those kinds of properties that we can that are being poorly managed by owner operators that are absent or they just don't care. You know, we've run into some pretty slummy people, man. I'm you know, you. they're just slime balls. A lot of them, not everybody. Some people just get in trouble and they get overwhelmed, and they can recognize it quickly and say, look, I need to cut my losses now yeah. and get out of this thing. Some people are just it's dirt temper- bags. It's temperament. So I'm talking to one of our uh, lender guys yeah. the other day, yeah. Monday. And so he's been saying all along he wants to get into uh, renovations yeah. on single families. I'm, I've got a point here. Um, and so, but over the last month i get texts from him and he's up one minute and he's down another yeah. and it's like oh my god this guy's bipolar or something <laughs> you know yeah yeah i mean and he sends me these comps that are he said oh my god the prices are going down oh my god you know, <laughs> these guys are doing a fantastic rentals and all oh, this thing needs so much work and it doesn't need that our property doesn't he's so so we we kind of finally put a little thing together for him to jump into the renovations because i keep saying are you sure you want to be in the renovation business right. because and he said Monday, he said, I don't know how you guys do it. You guys must have nerves of steel. <laughs> and uh, I said, no, we just been doing it so long. We kind of know right. what's going to come next, you right. know? And, but so what the point was is that multifamily, you take that type of stress and you multiply it by 10, 20, 30, 50, 60, 80, a hundred yeah. units. Yeah. And uh, so some people just can't deal with that. Well, it's about perspective. Right. You know, their perspective, their, how they're looking at these things. You know, people deal with things differently, but it's it's really, it's about the opportunity in front of you. Focusing on, on the opportunity. So many people are focusing on the problem. Yeah. Right? But you're, you're a problem solver. That's what this business is. Mm. Right? You're, if you're, Wholesaling real estate. When you make a deal, you're generally saving someone from a bad situation. You know, maybe it's a foreclosure, a divorce, or just the frustration of having to do repairs for someone who just goes to work every day. And they they don't know. They don't want to know. They just want to get rid of the problem. And as a wholesaler, that's the problem you're solving. Another problem you're solving as a wholesaler is the need for another investor who does want to do the renovation to find deals. Right. You've just saved them time. Right? Yeah, heck yeah. Exactly. A lot of time. As a renovator, we're solving the problem of the eyesore on the block mm-hmm. in the community. Right? We're taking this eyesore and we're making it beautiful. We're beautifying not only the house, but the area immediately around the house, which makes it more desirable for other people. Right? Yeah. And we're solving that buyer's problem by giving them a beautiful and comfortable place to live. So, what you're saying is. We're just problem solvers. So that's a small problem, but it's a problem nonetheless. You take that problem and you move it over to another opportunity, which is the multifamily, and you're, you're, you're again, solving people's problems. The slumlord, you're taking this property off of his hands because he's getting fines. You know, he's got 
code enforcement breathing down his back. He's got tenants calling him oh, constantly. constantly. <laughs> you know, can't get property management in there, so right. they're forced to do it themselves because they refuse to do the renovation. At some point, it's overwhelming for them, and they got to get out. Yeah, and you're solving that problem. Then you start doing the renovations, and guess what? Now you're you're solving problems for all kind of people, and you're creating affordable living options that are decent, decent for people that are also in the working class that, you know, I don't want to get political here, but in a lot of ways are being forgotten about. You know, when you've got housing authorities tearing down, you know, a thousand units at a time and only building 500 more, 50% more, that's a problem. And that's, you know, you were talking about the criteria that we're looking for, and we're looking for saturation in a, in a particular area. Absolutely. Too. And that's uh, what you just said is what's going on in at least one of the areas that we, we just got something in. We yeah. Just purchased something I mean, we, we, this quarter we bought, we have acquired 108 units this quarter, right? Yes. yes. So it is, we're looking for market saturation. Where's the pro- where are the problems? We're always looking for the problems. Yeah. You know, we're, we're looking for the opportunities. You know, when I underwrite these deals, I'm not underwriting these deals uh, to get them, to buy them. I'm underwriting them not to buy them. Of course. Okay. Looking for the, <laughs> the, the gotchas. Exactly. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm sifting through information that makes me not want to buy this deal, yeah. that makes me not want to present it. When we present it to the lenders, all the lenders have to do is literally look at the information that we're providing them and say yes or no. Because all the work's done. Yes, they're still going to put it in, in through their process, but it's, and you it's know, expeditious those, at that point. Those lenders are looking for the reason not to lend the money. Like, what's the problem on this particular Absolutely. situation? So if, you, if you're doing the same thing, then we've already crossed that line, right. which is, hey, th- this is it. And so looking at it from the lender's point of view will make it much easier to get it funded. Absolutely. Yeah. That's exactly right. And you have to be there. So, you know, where do you find these deals? You find them everywhere. You know, with multifamily, you don't have to just look at one in one area in your backyard because guess what? They're all underwritten the same way. They're all valued the same way. How much rent does it get now? How much does the can the market bear? Can you increase the rents? Right. Right? Does it need any renovations? If so, how much? And then you apply that to the cost per door based on how much you want to make. And then you present the deal that way. But you look everywhere. You know, we're looking in C, in the C-class, uh, in the C-class space is what we're looking at. Yeah. You know, a C-class, so it's, it's A is the very best. B is, you know, it's A, B, C, D, just like grade school, right? You get D property. Nobody wants to be there, but people find themselves in that situation sometimes, right? So, <laughs> so certainly, you know, uh, there are more people that are living in those C and B-class uh, uh, areas than there are in the D and the A. Right. right. So if you focus on where the need is anywhere USA, you'll find decent opportunities that you can either wholesale, bring in partners that know what they're doing, buy it, get educated for sure. Just don't buy it because you think it's a great deal either. I don't care how much money you have in your pocket. You don't want to lose any of it. Right. Right. Uh, and un- unfortunately, that does happen. But so you have to be you have to teach yourself how to operate these things, how to deal with management. But, you know, while we're fixing these problems, we're also creating opportunities. Across the board. And it would be great if we could talk about that a little bit in terms of our syndication on some of these Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and uh, how that might look to people who might want to be in real estate 
might want to be a multifamily, but they don't want to deal with the day-to-day. Absolutely, because it's work. It is a lot And then there are a lot of processes that you need to have in place. And I think that after the break, we could talk a little bit more about that. And let's do that in cap rates, too. My man. Hi, this is Sammy with Sammy Hadid Real Estate, Keller Williams. Are you looking for a top producing agent who will look out for your best interests? Top dollar on the sale of your home, a well-negotiated contract, an efficient closing? Please call me at 305-978-4249. I'm more than happy to set up a consultation. I'll put together a proposal for you to net top dollar for your home, what it is that I'm doing to get all my homes sold. Then you can decide what's best for you. Again, I'll do whatever it takes to get your home sold for top dollar, and I promise you that I will protect your equity with my life. 305-978-4249. Sammy Hadid, H-A-D-I-D. And we're back. We are back. Welcome back. We're happy to be back. And you wanted to talk a little bit about cap rates. I did. And, you know, just in general about how to evaluate these these deals and do them quickly because, you know, you can pretty much get a sense of whether you have one or not. Like the one I was just talking about on the 18 units, you know, price per, per how much stuff you get is it's a pretty good indicator, right, right off the bat. Of course, it depends on what kind of condition it is, it's in and that sort of thing. But cap rate is, what is a cap rate? It's... Um, Basically, it's a calculation of your net operating income divided by the purchase price. And, Correct. And, and essentially, it's your return on your investment. Correct. Not including, you know, mortgage payments and stuff like that because, you know, nobody knows what kind of financing you're going to get or if you're just going to pay cash or you've got private funds or you've got, you know, government funds or what have you, though, so you can't really put that in. This is really just... Uh, a P&L on a profit and loss statement on that particular property. That's exactly correct. And there are a lot of numbers that go into that, but uh, that's exactly right. The simplest way to say it is exactly how much you pay for it based on what the net operating income is. And that's what the cap rate is the day you're looking at it, right? right? Now, <clears throat> how do you manipulate that number? You manipulate that number by saying, okay, uh, it's going to cost us X amount of dollars to renovate it, right? Which is called CapEx or capital expenditures. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how long is it going to take us to do this? Are we going to have to get rid of people? Can we raise rents? And if we can, what can we raise those rents to? How can we increase the income so that we can get a higher cap rate for ourselves? And then what is the market that that property in? What are they, what are like properties that are functioning well selling for? What cap rate is it selling for? Because that's the indicator on, on terms of how much money you're going to make or not make. And with those properties that are selling at a particular cap rate, those are comparable sales. Right. And that's what an appraiser would use to appraise your property once it's brought up to those same standards. It's definitely part of it, right? Right. That cash flow is a significant issue. You know, how much, it, like we had an issue on one of the properties that we bought with the appraiser, right? Yes, we so, did. <laughs> so, you know, there are different ways to operate. And in this particular situation, the, the appraiser took it upon themselves to say what it was going to cost us to operate this particular property, 
right? Right. You know, and we don't have those expenses with the management system that we have in place. But it didn't matter to that particular uh, a company. They said, okay, it costs this much per door to operate this, this kind of property per year, so that's what we're going to use. And you know what? There, there is, you know, there is some validity to that because as you grow, as you scale, you do. You know, right now, what is the cost per door that you should count for salaries? Right now, it's approximately $1,200 a door, approximately. Now, it depends on where you're at and what kind of properties you're buying. It can be as low as, you know, maybe $700 a door and as high as maybe fifteen or $1,600 a door. I've seen, I've seen both extremes. Per but, year. Uh, per year. Right. You know, but if you're calculating, like, for us, what we're buying and where we're buying, if we calculated $1,000 a door for salaries for every door that we acquire, it's up to us to, as to how we allocate that money. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. If we're going to hire on-site people and are we going to pay them, you know, on a 60 unit, are we going to pay them 60 grand a year to sit down there? Absolutely not. No. You know, we've got a gentleman in a 48 unit who we pay $2,800 a month to. Yeah. You know, so uh, again, you have to understand what the numbers are. If you don't understand what the numbers are, you need to put yourself in some kind of a meetup group, you know, um, in the company of people that are doing this, you know, get involved with roundtables. Uh, just put yourself in the space that you need to be in to get educated, to find partners, to find investors, you know. Syndications is another thing that you'd mentioned, you know, because we're going back into where we find the money for these deals. You know, how do we, how do we buy a million-dollar or a $2 million property when I, you know, I'm having a hard time finding hard money for the $60,000 single family over here, <laughs> right. right? You know, how do we do that? Well, you do that by letting people know what it is you do. You, and a lot of people are going to say, do I find the deal first or do I go get the money first? And a lot of people will say, hey, go find the deal first. Yeah. Why well, I'm of the total opposite uh, of that. Oh, my gosh. That's how we, we differ. <laughs> Yeah, you that's know, one way. I'm because I'm always about let's go find the deal first. I'm doing both, by the way. I know you are You're right. I know. So because I know once that deal presents itself, the money is going to come. Absolutely. But if you've already created some relationships and you've got people that just like, listen, when your next deal comes up, talk to me. I've got some money sitting in the wind in the wings over here that I'd like to invest in something like mm-hmm. that. You're just, you know. What's the term? You're, you're, you're greasing the pump. Is that it? Yeah, 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 sure. You're greasing the pump. You know, you're getting. I don't think that's it. I don't think it's it either. Priming the you're pump. priming the pump. There it is. You're priming <laughs> the pump because when you do find the deal, you've got you know hundred thousand, two, three, four, five hundred thousand dollars sitting over there. Right. You know, of people waiting to invest. Now I have a question for you. Why would they invest in a syndication when they could just go buy the property themselves? Well, you know, Steve, I think that's an absolutely fantastic question. Yeah. And, and I get believe all of the benefits for themselves. That's right. Well, here's the here's the here's why. Because the vast majority of those kinds of investors are investing what we refer to uh, as safe money. Right. You know, money that they don't want to have in the market. They're professionals. You know, they they're career people. They're lawyers, they're doctors, they're dentists. They have they're, a daytime job already. They've got a daytime job. They're plumbers. They're mm. all of these things. Right? But they've got IRAs and 401ks, you know, self-employed pension plan, plans of some, of some sort. And they have this money, and they want to be a little more aggressive with it, right? They don't want to just make 
whatever the market is giving them. And then there's, of course, market volatility. You don't want to have all your money in one basket, especially as we're watching, uh, you know, people are getting older and they don't have the same tolerance for the market swings at 55, 60 that they did at 25 and 30. Well, yeah, and they're uh, 55 and 60. They're looking at those people, yeah. whoever they are. I don't know who they yeah, are. Yeah, <laughs> so, You know, they're looking at um, – maybe a, a shorter term. So they're, you know, they're not looking 10, 20, 30 years down the road. You know? Absolutely. I mean, you know, I think <laughs> no, it's exactly right. And they're looking for some kind of cash flow or an increased option. Yeah. You know, for them, if they're getting four or 5% in the market and you're saying, Hey, look, we've got a six or seven or 8% preferred interest rate for you. And Oh, by the way, there's an equity position for you with cash flow quarterly as well. Is that what we do? That's what we do. I mean, okay. there's a ton of different structures out there, right? Some are a little, little more aggressive than others. Ours is, is aggressive because we want our partners to make money. We want our partners. There's no reason to be greedy. There's so much opportunity out there. Exactly. You know, we don't have to take 94% of the pie, you know, and throw 6% of the crumbs you know what to I everyone like? else. You know what I like best about our syndication? What's that? Well, other than the fact that, you know, it's our syndication, other than that, <laughs> what I like best about it from the investor point of view is that they come in with their money, they get a, a preferred interest rate, they get cash flow, they get tax deductions. But here's what I like the best. When we get things stabilized and we get the occupancy at a certain percentage, we refinance it and give them all their money back. Mm -hmm. And they keep their ownership position mm -hmm. until we actually sell the property and That's get a, a right. piece of that as well. That's right. And that is a specific type of, of formation, right? Yes. It's all based, that structure is based on the kinds of deals that we're looking for that fit into that, right? So these are value-add situations. These are properties that need, you know, extensive renovation where there's a huge upside. You know, like we bought one, we're all in it just under $2 million. Yeah. Once we stabilize, it's a $3.3, $3.4 million property at best, $3.2 at worst. Yeah. Right? So we're looking at a million two mm -hmm. in, in upside. So <clears throat> because yeah. of the renovations that we do, because of the fact that, you know, the average rents over there were three ninety when we bought it, the average rents for the area are five fifty. Yes. Right? So there is huge potential there. So it's a lot easier for us to go once we've done the renovations stabilized it to a certain degree over the course of, you know, six to 12 months, depending again on how long it takes to do the renovation. Now we can go to a traditional lender and say, okay, we need to do a cash out refi. You know, we're okay with doing 70%. And know? we're up to X percent occupancy. Absolutely. And here are the financials. Here's our cash flow. And so the lender can look at it and say, oh, you guys can afford to make your payment. That's exactly right. And guess what? When you do a cash out refinance, you don't pay any taxes on that money that comes to you. You know why? Of course not. You know why though? Yeah, sure. It's not, it's not a sale. It's not a taxable right. event. It's, it's not a taxable event. It's, it's a loan. That's right. Yeah. It's a loan. It is not proceeds from a sale. It's a loan. So that money goes right back to you to reinvest into other things. Exactly. And God bless America, man. And those other things, you know, <laughs> the reason we have this structured this way, and, and really I'm going to credit you with all of that, 
because you did that. And you said, and I said, why are we giving away so much money here? You know, you yeah, know yeah, me, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm going to negotiate. Uh, but, and, and you said, well, you know, if we do it this way, uh, and, and we go through the process and we refinance and we give their money back, this, there's a high likelihood that they're going to come back and, and invest again. So Absolutely. we'll be ready to go to our next project. Then we have all these investors that are really happy mm-hmm. that are going to come right back in and go with us on another project. That's right. Because they simple as that. Exactly. It's, it's a lot of work to raise money, you know, yeah, it is. And if we already have happy people on the sidelines ready to go, then that cuts down on all the work that you have to do. The little bit that I have to do. <laughs> and then, you know, it really at that point, it just turns into, I mean, because you're going to be growing a business, right? If it's something that you plan on doing consistently mm-hmm. um, in, in terms of syndications, working with other people, you're going to be growing a business. So you're going to eventually have, you know, investor relations people because you're not going to be able to take 50 calls and operate, you know? So you've got to start to delegate at some point because it can get out of hand. You know, but listen, let's talk a little bit more about this as we come back from this break. Welcome back. It is real estate 360 show. Yes, it is. is. Hey, uh, Mr. Miles, you wanted to talk about cash flow. Absolutely. Because we talked a lot about, you know, value add options, right? Even your cash flow opportunities that are out there are value-add situations. Because as we said earlier in this, there are different kinds of investment options when you're looking at multifamily, right? There's the value-add, which is significantly increasing the value by doing, you know, renovations, capital expenses, CapEx, right? Right. Doing the renovations, raising rents. There's a lot of opportunity there. But there's also opportunity, especially in the B-class space, well, C plus, B minus maybe, where, you know, you're buying properties that were built in the 70s and the 80s that, again, are being operated by the owners, generally speaking. And you know what? Maybe you're not going to be in a situation where uh, you can raise the rents $150, right? Maybe Probably it's, not. Yeah, right. Especially if the rents are three fifty dollars now. <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, maybe it's a building where... Uh, maybe there's only two, three, four thousand dollars tops that you have to do per door in capital expenditures and capex renovation money. Yeah. Uh, but you can come in right away, and for the leases that are up, maybe maybe there's a forty or fifty dollar uh, buffer there from what that property is getting as opposed to what the community is getting, right? But you can't go up that fast right away. You'll lose a lot of people. So you slowly do the capex, the renovations. And as the leases are, are expiring, you don't go up so high on the rents. You do a nuisance raise of 15 to 25 bucks, right? right? It's just a nuisance raise. And then after that, you just follow. Like there are companies out there that are increasing at 5% a year, even 10% in some cases. But those are different kinds of situations. But generally, you're going to see, you know, 25 3% increases. Most companies just kind of follow the uh, the curve of inflation of you know so if we're at two point seven percent right we're going to charge three percent the CPI you know? absolutely price index. you know and in that way you've created some opportunity and you've increased your your cash flow which increases your, your 
cap rate when you're NOI. That's exactly right. It increases you get more money. your valuation. <laughs> it increases your valuation. And that's just one way. And there are several ways inside of that because then, you know, of course, you got your big boys yeah. that are buying at, you know, four and five caps because they want to hold for a long time. They got a bunch of cash sitting to the side. And those are your institutional investors, though. And they're, but they're looking at those, those properties that are, what, 95% occupied. They've got a class A. Right, they've got a track record of three, five, ten years yeah. down down the you know, and so yeah. that's safe, super safe money, super safe, and they're buying it for some tax deductions. As uh, well. Of course, absolutely, yeah. you know, uh, it's, and it's it's great. Cost segregation, I keep telling people, is one of the most one of the best options for for. for Reducing your taxes. For your reducing your tax liability. <laughs> but, again, you have to be a real estate professional to take advantage of it, and the right. property has to be $750,000 or more in terms of what you paid to, for it for acquisition. Yeah, so there are some caveats there that one would need to be familiar with. Mm-hmm. You know, the cost of the analysis and blah, 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 blah. You got to do it all. Having said that. Yes. We've talked about a lot today. Well, yeah, we're not finished. No. But what... You know, I just want to kind of make sure that we're keeping everybody on track. You know, we talked about how to wholesale, yeah. you know, multifamilies. We talked about, you know, where to find them, where to look. You know, we talked a little bit about underwriting and how what you need to do for the underwriting process in terms of the numbers you need to yeah. to gather. And you know what? There, there are uh, spreadsheets that we've created that are available if anyone, ever, you know, would like to look at those and uh, get a little bit of uh, acquainted with the uh, multifamily underwriting process. If so, just go to realestate360show.com and shoot us a message, request it, and we'll get it out to you. There's a little, on the menu there, there's a little thing called contact, and you can click on that and send us a message. Yeah. So Pretty easy, guys. Yeah, really. Pretty so easy. Let's, I want to review cap rate because I remember the first, you know, Couple times I heard cap rate, and it was like, "Oh my gosh, what's the what is a cap rate? Yeah. How, how, what you know?" But you know, you can kind of get a really good feel, and a and the reason they come up with cap rates is so you can get a a really quick understanding of maybe the value there. And sometimes you'll see a four percent cap rate. Sometimes you'll see a fifteen percent cap rate, mm-hmm. and so those are indicators, really, from my point of view, as to what am I? What am I looking at? So if I see a four, five, or six cap rate, I'm thinking, okay, this is a very stabilized property. It's been there for. Uh, I'm, it's not something I'm probably even going to look at because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. there's no value at. What am I going to do with it? I'm, you know, it I'm only looking, makes sense if you got fifty million tucked away and you need to do something with it. Exactly. You know, I mean, <laughs> not I don't really though. qualify for that right now. I'm just being honest. You know, uh, fifty million is not. I'm not. Well, hey, it's coming, but, but um, it's already there. It is there. Oh, yeah. Now we, we we're in the law of attraction, and that's a whole other show. That's right. And I'd love to do one, and I keep bugging the people here at the station to give me an hour to do a law of attraction show. No, no, we've got to stay on the capitalism okay. uh, side of things. Well, you know? see, that's that's the cool thing. You know, you can take that law of attraction and turn it into cash. Yes, indeed. <laughs> that yes, is indeed. called capitalism. But anyway, um, so cap rate, and I wanted to kind of go over it again, just so that people understood. Uh, understood. Yeah. It's, it's your, and I said, and I made a quick reference to P&L, profit and loss statement. That's mm-hmm. how you, you know, look at all your businesses. You know, so you have your income, you have your expenses, and then you have your net profit or loss. And that's why they call it a P&L. So um, 
it's the same thing with apartments. You've got your income, which is the rental income or the late fees, Mm -hmm. you know, the vending, the laundry, whatever is there. Mm -hmm. And and then you subtract your management, your maintenance costs, your lawn service, your utilities, you know, what is it? Taxes, insurance, all that stuff, property taxes, insurance, and, and then you end up with a net number. Sometimes that's positive. Sometimes that's negative. <laughs> that's so right. let's just assume it's going to, let's do a pro forma on, in, uh, in, in the vibrational verbal world here. And so, so we got a positive income there. And, and then you take that positive income, you divide that by your cost to acquire that property. You know, maybe let's say the asking price. Right. And then that's your cap rate. So what that looks like numerically is if if they're asking a million dollars for it. Yes, that's and a good number. Yeah. And you have uh, determined that it has an NOI or a net operating income, you know, the money that's left over after all expenses but before debt service. If that number was 100000 you divide 100000 you know, or a million into a hundred by a hundred thousand and it's 10, 10% would be your cap rate there. Yes. That's right. So that's the, a very simplistic way to go about it, but it's what it is, right? So you're that's gonna, your return on investment. So if you take your hundred grand yeah. and you buy that, you get 10% return. That's right. That's if you, it. If that's you're all operating it, is. it properly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we're assuming, <laughs> we're assuming making that, the assumption that we all know what we're doing. Right. <laughs> and that's a big assumption <laughs> for real. You know, that's a, anyway, um, and if you, if you don't know, sometimes, you know, you don't know. And sometimes you don't know, you don't mm-hmm. know. But if you, you know, if you can look at it and you're not getting your 10%, maybe you should hire a management company. Yeah. Well, and even that. then you have to learn those management processes. Again, mm-hmm. it's very important to get acquainted with, uh, a group of people that are doing this so that you can share information with one another. Um, you know, again, that's can be meetup groups. It can be round tables. Uh, you can take listening be, to the real estate show. Absolutely. Well, you you, you got to get some YouTube. dialogue going on. You got to right. get it going on. Yeah. You know, you got to start it. And, and if that starts, like you said, with reaching out to us, which we'd love for you guys to do iTunes, you know, real estate, three sixty show, um, Spotify, Google play, YouTube, real estate, three sixty show.com. From the show to the pro, all that Absolutely. great stuff, right? And I love that tagline you created there, brother. But uh, you just got to get in it. You got to get in it. Uh, you have to become familiar with this thing. A lot of people are just kind of jumping out there. They're not really doing the work, which is important. Uh, so learn how to do the work, and you can recognize the BS when it's in front of you. You know, getting in it is, you know, it's got to be fun, you know. Yeah. Let's just make it fun. and. The thing I like to do, I like to look at properties. It's like I'm on a treasure hunt every day. You know, I'm out there looking to find that chest of gold. And uh, and by the way, you know, we we've talked about it from the point of view of single families. Yeah. We now we're talking about it from the point of multifamilies. Yeah. And all of this is interchangeable. Yeah. I mean, you can do what we do with cars. Mm-hmm. You know, you can do it with single families. You. Warren Buffett does it with businesses, Mm -hmm. you know, and you talked about management. Warren Buffett looks for the value, Mm -hmm. the cap rate. He's going to look at it from a point of view and an ROI instead of a cap rate Mm -hmm. on businesses. 
and he looks at management. Mm-hmm. You know, if the management's really good, he's pays, he pays a lot of attention to that. You can do it on retail centers. You know, we're putting together a little retail center wholesale mm-hmm. assignment, flip, double closing, whatever you want to do it. Yeah. The rest of it is, okay, once you get all the numbers together, you get your buyer over here, you get your seller over there, now you're doing an arbitration transaction. What's arbitration? It's I've got a buyer and I've got a seller. <laughs> And I'm in the middle. That's, That's it. Right. That's an arbitration. <laughs> so mean, you're not speculating, you know. That's you're, right. You're creating. You're recognizing opportunity. You're saying, hey, this is worth more. You find a guy that says, yeah, it's worth more. I'll pay more. Yeah. And you put that deal together. And that's and that's where it is, period, yeah. point blank. You that's know? right. So focus on that, guys. Don't sit around and wish that you could do something or hope that you can do something because you're never going to do it if it's all on a hope and a prayer. Take action. You know, reach out to the people that know what they're doing, that are looking to help other people get into whatever whatever it is they want to do, whether it's single family, whether it's multifamily, whether you want to invest passively, be a lender, whatever it is you want to do. On that note, I'm going to say it quickly. We have a seminar coming up November the 9th. Uh, and that is funding your properties. You, you talked about the money. There and, it is. Uh, two hours, solid two hours, and we're not going to sell you anything. Realestate360show.com and check us out on iTunes. Thanks, guys. Do you need to sell your house? Well, our company will buy, will buy your house. We make the process very fast, very easy, and it's all cash. All you have to do is give us a call today. We'll buy your house. Click 833willbuy.com. That's 833-W-E-L-L-B-U-Y.com. Or call 833-WILL-BUY. Se habla español, llámanos, call us today. 833-WILL-BUY.